Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine enthusiasts who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, Michelle introduces you to a prominent woman and takes a peek inside her life. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I'm talking with Deborah Blum who is the founder and executive director of Goatlandia. She is also featured in Wine Country Women of Sonoma County. Deborah, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Michelle. It's a pleasure to be here. This is going to be so much fun. Not only are you <laughs> like this amazing woman, but you've got this incredible company that is a farm animal sanctuary and it's called Goatlandia and I just love saying that Goatlandia Goatlandia <laughs> so it's, the... it's a pretty fun name yeah people always chuckle so it definitely is a good attention grabber <laughs> yeah I mean who doesn't want to say it who I mean everybody should remember it and it has such a great cause thank you Let's talk about that right now, and then I'm going to probably rewind for a second. But let's tell people, what what is Goatlandia all about? Goatlandia is kind of the embodiment of of many of my passions. Um, Goatlandia is a farm animal sanctuary. We are a 501c3 nonprofit, and we have several missions. Um, The first and foremost is to rescue farm animals from situations of abuse, uh, neglect, impending slaughter, um, animals that are sort of orphaned by fires and things like that, by natural disasters. So we, we're kind of like the farm animal equivalent to like, you know, the Humane Society or SPCA or, or organizations that rescue dogs and cats and other companion animals. We rescue farmed animals. Um, so, and on top of rescuing, we aim to create a very positive and fun experience for people to come and meet farm animals to get to know their personalities and hear their stories and and just sort of, you know, open their hearts and minds a little bit and realize how wonderful and unique farm animals are. Um, and we do all kinds of fun events. We do catering. We do some therapy work with our animals. We take people on hikes with goats and, uh, yeah, give private tours and just anything to to expose people to ways to have fun and and to learn to love animals more. How did this come about? You didn't wake up one day and say, I want to have a goat sanctuary. No, I didn't. (laughs) I never thought I would be in this this position. Um, I'm happy to be here, but it was definitely a a turn of events. So, um, gosh, I've had multiple careers in my life. I was a fashion designer in my early 20s. Um, Then I've owned restaurants off and on for 30 years. Um, which was really fun. And then right in the middle somewhere, I was a commercial pilot for several years, um, which was exciting, um, but also sometimes very boring. (laughs) And um, I lived in San Francisco for 22 years, and I moved up here to Santa Rosa, Northern California, about 10 years ago. And um, it's kind of funny because we had had a field trip to a dairy up here in the area that one of our restaurants bought cheese from. And It was the first time that I had seen 150 goats in one place, and I completely lost my mind (laughs) and fell in love, and I was like, I have to have goats. Like, I love goats. Um, So I moved up here from the city and started creating a life, bought a piece of um, property to live on, and 
brought my dogs up with me and I started volunteering in wildlife rescue because I love volunteering and I love animals. And, um, but the shift to running a sanctuary was really um, caused by a different experience. So I, you know, I love food. I've always eaten everything. Um, I had gone through periods in my life where I would like eat less meat or eat only fish or things like that. But one day I just happened to find a video on Facebook and, or it found me, I should say, and it was a presentation about animal agriculture, and it was a, a very uh, transparent presentation of the process of our food and how animals are, are killed and bred and, and whatnot for food. And they also touched on the dairy process. And, and you know, Michelle, I just cried all the way through it. And I, you know, I very much believe in ahimsa and doing no harm and and treating others the way you want to be treated. And that circle of compassion for me extends to animals. And I cried all the way through this this video, and I just decided then and there I was going to go vegan overnight, which also felt really crazy and very right. extreme, <laughs> um, but ended up being one of the best things I've ever done. So when I made that shift, I started visiting different animal sanctuaries and going to vegan events and potluck dinners, and I took cooking classes, and I just dove into this new world. Um, and I found that most of the people that were in this world are pretty healthy and pretty happy. And I saw these beautiful animals living their lives free. And I just thought, wow, I want to do this. And so I started rescuing animals from the community up here in Santa Rosa. And one thing led to another. And all my friends were very impressed with the change that I had made in my life. And they were very touched by the animals that they met. And so, you know, you reach a point in life where I think it's time, well, it was for me at least, so it felt time to give back. It felt time to share this love and this ex experience and this, this compassion with the community and, and with people that I was able to meet, people I loved, you know. So I made a decision to become a nonprofit, okay. and that's we've been around for five years. What have you found to be the most challenging part of having this goat sanctuary? I would say one of the biggest challenges is, um, you know, we rescue, we, we sort of specialize in goats and small ruminants, but we rescue pigs and chickens and cows and horses. And I would say one of the most difficult parts of our job is seeing animals in, in really um, hard situations and, you know, rescuing animals that don't trust people and that are, you know, shake when you touch them because they've never been treated with kindness or, you know, that are, their bodies are broken and their spirits are broken. And that's, that's hard to see, you know, and, and we're able to rescue them and over time win their trust and win their love. And that's beautiful. But like going into situations where animals are clearly not happy and they're not being treated well as, and they're being killed and they're watching their friends and their family be killed. That's really difficult. Um, I don't know. The other hard thing is just the sheer physical work. Like, you know, I'm I'm in my 50s, but, you know, my husband and I work together here full-time. Um, the sanctuary is at our home, so we have a great, fantastic commute, <laughs> but we work a lot. So, you know, the work is very physical. It's a lot of um, feeding and cleaning and transporting animals, and, you know, my husband works on the tractor a lot, and we volunteer with Sonoma Cart, so we help the community evacuate in emergencies. It's just a lot of very physical, physical work, which... Um, you know, is it can be tiring some days, but it's also what I love the most about it. Um, so yeah, the, the physical challenge of it is some days are really long. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would say those are the two biggest challenges. 
as you mentioned, you've had a variety of careers leading up to this point. Mm-hmm. Have you had someone who has mentored you or provided some great advice on the animal rescue sanctuary industry? Absolutely. So I, um, one of the first vegan events I went to was a hoedown at Farm Sanctuary. And um, it was right after I went vegan and I, and I took my mom and we went there and stayed the night. It was the one in Orland, California. And it was the first time I met uh, Miyoko Shinner, who's um, the founder of Miyoko's um, Dairy. She does non, non-dairy cheeses. She's a plant-based company. And uh, it was the first time I'd been like at a sanctuary this big and met all these animals and met all these people. And it was just like, wow, I felt like, oh my gosh, I found my tribe. And like this, it was felt so hopeful. And so I definitely have built a relationship with some people at Farm Sanctuary. Um, One lady in particular um, who really, really helped mentor me um, and give me some advice. And I reached out to her quite a bit. Uh, But Susie from Farm Sanctuary was really, Susie Costin, she was one of the first mentors that I really had. And I was, i still so much in awe of what I've learned from her. And in addition, you know, I learned a lot from people in the industry. You know, funny enough, everyone thinks that we hate ranchers and dairy people, but, you know, we understand that in order to save animals, we need to have a good, respectful working relationship with them. So I've learned some things from people that have farms, you know, because they've got animal care down to a science, you know, of course, until the day they're killed. But you know, so I, I've learned some things. I've had some people mentor me who who raise animals for food, and in fact, some of them have actually changed their business model because of our relationship. Um, and I've also learned a lot from our vets. Like we have a fantastic vet that we use, and um, they have taught me so much. Um, the, the several vets that we work with, and also you know, taking animals up to UC Davis, that they're a vet teaching hospital, teaching veterinary hospital. So. We're, you know, before COVID, we can go in with the animals and listen to the students' triage and listen to the the resident veterinarians there, teach the students, and that's that's incredible. It's like a free education, right? But, well, it's not really free. <laughs> but you get to listen to the whole diagnostic process, and the, the medical side of animal care is something that fascinates me hmm. quite a bit. So, you know, it's just on-the-job learning, really. Um, reading the right books and researching on the internet, um, talking to people that have animals. And and another really important source is just our other sanctuaries in Northern California, talking to each other and sharing information about how we do things. And, and there's also a really great website now called the Open Sanctuary Project. And they have created this incredible database of animal care guidelines and how to, you know, how to recruit volunteers, everything about running a sanctuary that, and it's meant to be shared. So it's an incredible resource for all of us that do this work because, you know, we can't all do or know everything, but together, if we collaborate and share, that raises our level of, of performance, our standards for everyone. So... But yeah, lots of studying, lots of reading. <laughs> <laughs> lots of things to do, which warrants the yeah. question, what keeps you going? What drives you? Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> no, so what's your, what's, what's your brand of choice? <laughs> or your? Uh, you know, my husband orders this coffee from Kona, and I don't even know the brand of it. <laughs> and I used to be a big tea drinker, but as I'm aging and my energy is sort of becoming a little bit less. Diminishing a little. Yeah, it is. So I love coffee. But yeah, it's from Kona, and we just always have it in the house, and it's our go-to, and we travel with it and stuff. Um, so yeah, so coffee is definitely uh, one of the things that keeps me going. I have to to admit, but um, to answer your question, Michelle, there there are two things that 
really keep me going, keep me moving forward and keep me inspired. The first of those things is absolutely my experience with the animals that we have here. Um, animals are just so incredibly grounded and they have this amazing ability to forgive. You know, we've seen animals come from really bad situations and they're afraid of people, they're afraid of everything. And over time, just by offering them love and trust, you know, they calm down and and they're able to trust us and trust people again. And that's a really wonderful gift. Um, and so being able to have that experience with them and being able to help them, seeing them come from difficult situations and come here and know compassion and know that they're safe and experience love. It's, it's really pretty magical. And they teach us you know, how to enjoy the moment and how to appreciate each day. And that's a beautiful lesson. That's It's been a great reminder for me. And I think it's also a really important thing for, for people to understand that, um, you know, all we have really have is today. So the most of it and enjoy it. Right. That's a good point. And the second thing that really keeps me going is the people. You know, I've I've been through this very profound shift in my life, one where I've been able to align my beliefs with my actions and um, to be able to share that with people and see them, you know, open their hearts and their minds and come meet these animals and, and realize that, wow, there's this whole other way of living that I can adopt, that I can choose that's, that's good for me physically, it's good for my health, it's good for the planet, and it's of course, respectful of other life, of other species that we share the planet with. So to be able to to share this experience and this discovery with people and have them be so profoundly positively impacted is is an incredible gift. We had a, a family that had a turkey that they were raising, you know, and uh, and the the son and the family just had a change of heart and the family decided that they didn't want to eat this turkey and they brought the turkey to us here at Goatlandia and it just it sparked this incredible um awareness and awakening in this family and they've come to visit the turkey the turkey name is Ryan (laughs) (laughs) and they've come to visit Ryan several times and it's like now as a family they don't eat turkey anymore because they've had this beautiful experience of knowing this this other being this other soul you know even though they're in an animal form, like Ryan has a personality and has desires. And it, it was really beautiful to see this family adopt this compassion and to open their heart like this. That's And it's a, it's a gift. It's something that, that absolutely rewards all of us that do this work. And, you know, we're in this not just to help the animals, but we're in it to help people too, you know, and to help the environment. So being able to share compassion and share love and share respect um, for other beings with with people is is amazing. It's I'm lucky to be able to do this work. <laughs> wow, that's just such a wonderful outlook on what you're doing and yeah. and how it affects everyone. What would you say is the top moment of your career so far? I'm gonna say your careers Ooh, so gosh. far because you've had really some fascinating careers. Gosh, it's really hard to like pinpoint one thing exactly um okay you probably have a lot of top moments but, so just share one one thing that is that really stands out that happened recently you know my husband and i have known each other a very short time only three years but we we recently got married at the sanctuary and um you know it's it's been interesting the way people react to 
a shift in, in one's lifestyle. So when I went vegan, you know, like, you know, they roll your eyes at you and, you, you know, we get a lot of um, pushback from people. Uh, I'm not totally sure why, you know, we're trying to promote compassion and kindness, but some people react to us with, with a very different attitude. But anyway, so, you know, my husband and I got married recently, we got married here at our house, which is the sanctuary. And it was, it was a really beautiful day for several reasons. You know, I finally found my perfect life partner. Um, but also, you know, we, we had this wedding out in the pasture with the animals and we had a couple of animals in our wedding with us. And, you know, I had this, I had this, this moment when I looked out and I realized that, wow, this is one of the happiest days of my life. You know, I'm getting married. I, I love this man. And, but also to be, to look out and see all my friends here and to see my friends here in our home, which is also a sanctuary to have the animals involved, to be every, everyone's enjoying themselves, eating a plant-based dinner and celebration. It was just like this culmination of everything that I care about and everything I believe in. And having my friends share in that was just a, a wonderful, wonderful experience. It's something I won't forget. And I think one of the other highlights is, is a very different experience, but, um, you know, my husband and I are disaster service workers with the county and we volunteer with Sonoma Cart, which is a community animal response team. So in times of natural disasters like fires and floods, you know, we go out to the community and we help bring large animals to safety, people's pets or, you know, or their animals for their business or whatever. And we did a, a very difficult rescue last year at 4.30 in the morning, a, a horse um, property with 12 horses, two of which were blind. And it was, you know, dark and everything was on fire. And it was a really difficult, challenging rescue physically and emotionally. And then it was it was really moving to see an article in the paper several months later about the woman that owned this place. And she does therapy work with the horses and how grateful she was to the community for helping and all the fundraising that happened afterwards to rebuild. And and I just realized at that moment, you know, that we were a part of such of something that's so much bigger than ourselves. We are we're helping the community. And it really brought a tear to my eye to hear this woman express her gratitude to the community at large and to hear about her rebuild and, and you know, coming back after the fire and the fact that all the animals had gotten out safely. And that really um, is definitely a, a highlight for me. So. What's what's ahead? What's have... ahead? Oh gosh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's ahead? Uh, let's see. Yeah, so we, so the the property that we're at right now is our home. You know, I kind of fell into the sanctuary thing. I didn't buy a property with that intention. So we found ourselves at a certain point, pretty tight on space. You know, we're two acres and we're not zoned for public events, so we're a little little limited in what we can do. So we purchased a new property in Sebastopol in late 2019. Um, and it's a beautiful 20 acre property, 10 acres are a wildlife conservation easement. So we have this beautiful opportunity to live with wildlife and, and protect this space for them. And then the other 10 acres, we're planning on building out a larger sanctuary there, um, and having a place where small groups can come and do tours and do classes and do therapy with animals um you know very intimate experiences small groups and uh yeah so that's our next chapter we've we've kind of been a little bit put back in timeline because of covid and the impact that it's had on our our you know our income personally and professionally yeah our business but um you know we've been my husband's been over there building fences and we've had two pastures with um eight rescued goats over there and 
so we're, we're working on it little by little and we're looking forward to things going back to normal and moving ahead full steam. And so that's definitely the next, next big project. Well, us that's busy. definitely a big project. How, how can people help? One of the, one of the ways that we love to have people help is to come volunteer, you know, um, caring for our animal family is uh, not only a fun experience, but, you know, it's uh, something that has to happen every day. It's, it's essential that everyone eats and, you know, just like we get up and eat breakfast and make our bed, animals need to eat breakfast. They need to have their beds made, so to speak. So, you know, cleaning barns and, and socializing with them. And um, so that's a big part of what we do. And that's a great way for people to help. And a lot of people really enjoy that too. And so you know? if somebody wants to do that, what's the best way for them to yeah um, um contact to, to sign up yeah just basically um you know coming in and and either visiting the sanctuary or going on our website and sending us an email um email is probably the best way to get started and then we send out an application and there's also other ways to volunteer you know we do a lot of food events so some people that like cooking and serving food can help us in that way um there's also there's so many volunteer opportunities i mean there's there's so many little small errands that happen every week, like going to the feed store, getting food or running us something to the vet or things like that. Just even, you know, random errands is like a huge help because we're such a small organization. But um, and another way, to be frank, is just to donate. You know, um, we are a, a really small nonprofit. We have two part time people um, and then everything else is done by my husband and I and volunteers. So. The nice thing about our, our organization is most of the money that we raise goes directly to the animals and to our rescue work. So, and that, you know, right now we're also getting ready to start fundraising for the new location. So, you know, that's donating resources and, and time and funds are all great ways to help. So, yeah. Learn more about the women who live in wine country when you purchase one of our lifestyle books at winecountrywomen.com. Well, let's shift now to your personal life. We've we've yeah. uh, we've talked a little bit about it because, as you've mentioned, you and your husband run this business together. But let's learn more. If we took a step inside your home, what would we see? What is your decorating style? Your color oh, scheme? Oh gosh! Talk to us. Yeah, so it's really funny you say that because when I moved up here, I um, I bought this house from a lady who was um, older and had retired, and she was a huge animal lover. And I I fell in love with the house, and I have to say it was very um, grandma chic. <laughs> you know, it was it was everything that the city wasn't, and it was like you know goose wallpaper in the bathrooms and shag carpet in the living room, and it was it was very. Uh, it was it was just very grandma style, you know, but I loved it. I don't know. There was something about it. It just had a lot of heart and um, I fell in love with it. And then I moved in and in about a year, I was like, wow, this really needs to be remodeled. <laughs> you know, I had like fluorescent lights in the ceiling and it was just so I actually um, saved some money and I bought an old school bus and I parked it in the pasture and I lived in the bus for eight months oh my gosh. where we remodeled the house, which is, that's a whole, probably a whole other podcast, but um, was, I think it is, it was really, it was fun, but it was also really cold some nights. So, um, so yeah, so I got, I had the opportunity to kind of design my house from, you know, from the two by fours up, so to speak. And it was interesting because during my restaurant career, we I'd had the opportunity to help design restaurants, and 
in a commercial setting, you're so confined by space and by health codes and by budget and, you know, seating out, you know, layout and things like that. But in a personal house, you can kind of do whatever. And so I was overwhelmed by the choice, you know, but I really, really had fun with it. So my style is kind of, um, it's, it's kind of farmhouse, California farmhouse, I think, but it's very casual. It's not, um, well, gosh, I mean, if you walked in the house right now, you'd see like, you know, the dogs on the couch and the laundry on the table. <laughs> but I, we used a lot of uh, reclaimed materials. You know, we have a big closet door that's all made from scrap wood. And we have a bar in the dining room that's an old fireplace mantle. So, you know, just trying to trying to use what's already out there, trying to be smart um, in the resources that I used. The, the floor is reclaimed barn wood and and it's, it has a lot of wear from the dogs running around on it and the baby goats running around on it. So, so it's very farmhousey, um, but very comfortable kind of, I don't know, okay. California style. Yeah. Do you have a favorite room? When I, we remodeled, I took the kitchen and the living room and there was a big wall down the center and the ceilings were really low and we took the wall out and we raised the ceilings with the engineer. So we have this big great room and it's like, you know, the living room and a little dining room and then a kitchen all in one room. And that's definitely my favorite room. There's a big kitchen island, you know, because we do so much cooking. So we have this big, great workspace and there's great views out one side to the vineyard across the way from us. And then the other side, we get to see the front yard and the pool and then the goats beyond. So, yeah, that's definitely my favorite room. And that's where most of the living happens, you know, like um, we have dinners in there. We cook for people. Um, we hang out on the couch. So, Sounds yeah, like it's like a place to be. Yeah, I could live in just that that room. <laughs> so, well, when yeah. you kick back and relax, what kind of music do you like to listen to? Gosh, that's a really good question. I don't I actually don't listen to that much music, really? but the music. Yeah, I don't. I mean, you're entertained by the goats. Yeah, I mean, we work, you know, we're up at six and we work from the time we get up to, after, you know, just after dark and that's kind of when we end. But I say, I have to say like one of my favorite types of music is folk music, kind of mm -hmm. modern folk music. Um, I like things that are really soulful. Um, I did study piano for a while when I was a kid. So every now and then when I really need to relax, I can probably handle about 10 minutes of classical. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah. But real soulful, you know, I love old country, and I'm, I probably shouldn't say that because most people hate it, but I think really old country has a great amount of, like, heart and soul in it. and So, yeah, things yeah. like that. Okay. I'm not a big fan of, you know, heavy metal or <laughs> hip-hop or anything. I, I tend to like things that are just a little slower and more soulful. Sure. Yeah. Is there something that people might be surprised to learn about you? Do you collect something unusual or do you have a, a hobby? Do you speak a second language? Did you do something crazy as a child? Oh, yeah. Let's see. Crazy. I did. Well, I have a, I have two things. One, I'm proud of one. I'm embarrassed about, but I'll share both of them. Well, actually, <laughs> I have a couple. So I do speak a second language. I was my first husband was Italian. So I and when we met, we didn't speak the same language. So he spoke French and I spoke French. So we spoke French. But 
over the years, I learned to speak Italian. So that's, um, you know, Fascinating. it's a little rusty, but it, it comes in handy, especially in, on certain menus in Rome. Um, and let's see, I have been arrested. I, I got dared by a guy to run on a baseball field when I was in my 20s. Um, oh, and it was funny because I ended up doing community service. And uh, it was actually a really fun experience. I got to volunteer for the San Francisco International Film Festival. Um, and I did accounting for them. So I got to meet all these great filmmakers and go to all these parties and I knew how to do accounting. So I got to help them out and definitely not, a, not an action I was proud of, but I will say that I, I learned from that and, um, some really great experiences came out of it. Um, Absolutely. and then I, <laughs> I think the other thing is that, you know, I have this sort of passion for speed. Like I used to ride motorcycles for mm. quite some years and that was thrilling until i you know got hit by a car and then so oh, that can give that up okay. and then the flying was really fun too so i think you know most people are surprised to hear that i had these other other passions that i did that are very different from animal care and <laughs> sanctuary work yes uh, as i started the show you're you're pretty remarkable you're amazing and your career path alone is so fascinating and and you've just wowed me more with with the few things that you just shared (laughs) well you're one of my favorite people (laughs) i love it yeah i i just love experiences and you know i'm my husband calls me a squirrel all the time because i just have such an eye for i just can't stop looking at different things all the time so i think that that interest um has definitely kept me um active in all sorts of things and yeah it's been great i've had some really unique experiences and um, yeah, I will die very happy with the, the rich, vibrant, diverse life that I've led, for sure. <laughs> and hopefully that's a long way away. Yes, I hope it's a long, long way away. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's wrap things up now with five quick questions. You ready? Yeah. I am. Okay. What is your favorite flower? Oh, my fa- that's an easy one. My favorite flower is passion flower. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually have them tattooed on, on my body. Um, I love them because just the, the word passion is a very strong word. And to me, it speaks in several ways. You know, the things I love doing are my passion. You know, emo- passion itself is an emotion. Um, but I love the flower because it's so, it's just so interesting. It's like this wonderful alien looking flower with all these like different shapes to it and different colors. And um, yeah, I've always been really intrigued by passion flowers so okay who is one of your favorite actors um i'm a huge fan of jodie foster and one of my favorite movies is contact i think i've watched it like a dozen times oh i probably recite <laughs> certain parts of it and i just i've always been a sci-fi nut my dad was really into science fiction and he worked on the lunar module that went to the moon so I love science fiction, but I also love that that movie because it sort of marries science and faith, um, and I think that's a really um, beautiful thing to to witness and yeah. to think about. You know, it's very thought provoking that movie for sure. Yeah, it is. And um, okay, yeah, so, these so are supposed foster. to be fast. <laughs> <laughs> Third question: If you were a crayon, what color would you be? Green, okay. for sure. <laughs> Fourth question, what kind of car do you drive? Oh, a a really old Prius um, that we bought from a neighbor for like (laughs) $2,000. All right. 
Oh, I love it. What is your preference? Ice cream or potato chip? Ooh, definitely potato chips. Yep. Salty. Definitely prefer salt over sweet, for sure. Deborah, yeah. so much fun chatting with you today. Thanks so much for the great conversation. Of course. Thank you so much, Michelle. Pleasure being here. Visit winecountrywomen.com to join our exclusive list so you can be the first to learn about upcoming offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new edition of Wine Country Women.